Ezekiel chapter 6, verse 1 And there is a word of Jehovah unto me, saying, 2. Son of man, set thy face unto mountains of Israel, and prophesy concerning them. The Lord is telling Jeremiah to turn in the direction of the mountains of Israel. He would have been facing a southwest direction because where he was staying with the other refugees would have been northeast of Israel. 3. And thou hast said, Mountains of Israel, hear ye a word of the Lord Jehovah. Thus said the Lord Jehovah to the mountains, and to the hills, to the streams, and to the valleys, Lo, I, I am bringing in against you a sword, and I have destroyed your high places. He says, I twice. And that means this devastation is going to come from him and him alone. It won't be a coincidence that the Babylonians are out to get the Israelites. It will be all because the Lord caused it. He's causing it because he's punishing his children for their sin. It's better to get punished in this life and repent than to go to the Lord on Judgment Day having never repented and end up being in hell for all eternity. Whenever people profess to be obeying the Lord but they actually don't, he holds them accountable and he will punish them here on earth to try to get them to repent. If you call yourself a Christian but there's a lot of chaos in your life, then the best thing to do is to examine your heart and examine your actions and your words and look for sin in your life. And when you discover sin, repent. 4. And desolated have been your altars, and broken your images, and I have caused your wounded to fall before your idols. Those who are stabbed with a sword by the Babylonian soldiers will fall down in front of the idols that they have been worshipping. Idols are supposed to protect you and give you prosperity. And when they fall down before their idols wounded, they'll know that their idols did nothing for them. 5. And put the carcasses of the sons of Israel before their idols, and scattered your bones round about your altars. The Lord is going to make sure that the dead bodies of the Israelites are surrounding their own pagan altars. Therefore, their altars will be desecrated. After all, the Israelites had desecrated the temple by putting their pagan idols in the temple in the first place. This is talking about the siege of Jerusalem when the Babylonians come. And when Isaiah prophesied this, it had not happened yet. It was several years in the future. But we already read about it in the book of Jeremiah. 6. In all your dwellings, the cities are laid waste, and the high places are desolate, so that waste and desolate are your altars, and broken and ceased have your idols, and cut down have been your images, and blotted out have been your works. Everything that the Israelites strove for materialistically to please their gods so that they could have more prosperity is all going to go up in smoke when the Babylonians take over Jerusalem. The high places are where the Israelites were practicing paganism and worshiping false gods. Those places will become desolate.
the Babylonians are going to waste the city of Jerusalem, and they're also going to break down the pagan altars because it's different gods than the ones that the Babylonians were worshiping. 7. And fallen hath the wounded in your midst, and ye have known that I am Jehovah. When Jerusalem falls, they will understand that God is real, and he isn't an imaginary character like Santa Claus. He's real. And for generations and generations, they had been treating him as if he were Santa Claus, somebody who was only there to prosper them when they asked. They weren't treating him as their creator. But he says that when Jerusalem falls, they're going to know that he is their creator, and all of their fantasies about him will be over. 8. And I have caused some to remain, in their being to you the escaped of the sword among nations, in your being scattered through their lands. There will be some refugees that escape and get scattered throughout the pagan nations. The people hearing this prophecy have already been taken out of Jerusalem by the Chaldeans. The Chaldeans came in two waves where they attacked Jerusalem and took prisoners and slaves. And this is one of those groups that had been taken out of Jerusalem by force and they had to live in the land of the Chaldeans. But they're hearing a prophecy about the people who are still in Jerusalem and haven't been murdered or taken as slaves yet. 9. And remembered me have your escaped among nations, whither they have been taken captive, because I have been broken with their heart that is going a-whoring, that hath turned aside from off me, and with their eyes they are going a-whoring after their idols, and they have been loathsome, in their own faces, for the evils that they have done, all their abominations. When these people get taken as captives into foreign lands, and they're no longer living in Jerusalem, that's when they'll repent and they'll miss the Lord, and they'll be sorry for all those years of sin. That's when they're going to start crying out to the Lord. And this is why God punishes us. When he punishes us, we come to our senses and we repent of our sins. 10. And they have known that I am Jehovah, not for naught have I spoken to do to them this evil. The Lord says, it won't be for nothing that I punish them. They're going to learn from it. They're going to repent of their sins. 11. Thus said the Lord Jehovah, smite with thy palm, and stamp with thy foot, and say, Alas, for all the evil abominations of the house of Israel, who by sword, by famine, and by pestilence do fall. The Lord is telling Ezekiel to stamp his foot and slap his hands really hard, to make a sound that resembles the fall of Jerusalem. And Ezekiel will tell the people, this is what's going to happen to Jerusalem. The Babylonians will kill them, or they'll starve or die of a disease. 12. The far off by pestilence dieth and the near by sword falleth, and the left, and the besieged by famine dieth, and I have completed my fury upon them. The Lord says, My wrath will be done when the appointed number of people die by the sword and by the famine. Now there is a remnant going to be saved as well. It's just like when the Lord told Ezekiel, Cut your hair off 
and measure it in three parts. And then the Lord said, Now take a pinch out of those three parts, and that will be the remnant that's saved. One third represents those who die by disease, the other third is those who are killed by the soldiers, and the other third is those who starve to death. But there's a little pinch out of each of those thirds that is going to survive. 13. And ye have known that I am Jehovah, in their wounded being in the midst of their idols, round about their altars, on every high hill, on all tops of mountains, and under every green tree, and under every thick oak, the place where they gave sweet fragrance to all their idols. It's the practice among pagans to worship on hills, and even today pagans worship on hills. There's thousands of ancient mounds around the world that were built by pagans in ancient times because that's how they worshipped. They would make a man-made hill and then go up and worship on it. They didn't go on a mountain because they aren't worshipping the Creator, they're worshipping the works of their own hands. They made their idols with hewn stone, and they built their mounds with human hands. They would pile up a bunch of dirt and rocks and create a man-made hill. So it was their own achievements that they were worshipping, the achievement of building the hill and the achievement of cutting the rock and forming it into an altar. And then they would sacrifice their children and commit sexual perversions of all sorts in order to please the demon gods so that they could have prosperity. They were doing it to get rich because the demon gods promised them prosperity just like the demons promise people today. And that's why a lot of people sell their soul to the devil today. It's all for prosperity. They want to be powerful and have lots of money and influence and a lot of attention and sensual pleasures. Satan hasn't changed. He offers the same things today that he did in the past. But the way the Lord commanded the Israelites to worship was, first of all, they did not build mounds. They worshipped on the natural landscape that the Lord had created. And secondly, they always had to use stones that were not cut. He always forbid them to cut the stones. They had to take natural stones, just as they were, and create an altar with natural stones. That way, they're worshipping the Creator and not what they have done. That's why the Lord mentions their works that He is going to destroy. And it isn't just the physical works of building these altars and these mounds. It's everything about their life that was centered around prosperity. That should be a hint to anyone who listens to prosperity preachers, because they are preaching a doctrine of demons. Prosperity is not the goal of a Christian. The goal of a Christian is obedience to the Lord. 14. And I have stretched out my hand against them, and have made the land a desolation, even a desolation from the wilderness to Dibleth, in all their dwellings, and they have known that I am Jehovah. He says he's going to clean out all their cities in Judah. They're all going to be ghost towns. And this did happen after the siege in Jerusalem. The Babylonians would go and empty all the cities as well. Only a skeleton crew of Israelites were left behind, and those were the poorest people who were in Judah. The Babylonians let them take care of the desolate land. 
This verse says that from the wilderness to the town of Dibla will be nothing but ghost towns. And that concludes Ezekiel chapter 6.